Hi, this is Bobby Klein. I'm the translator and the interpreter of the I Ching. This is a new earth I Ching, easy to understand, easy to put to use. It's an oracle, 3,000 years of wisdom wrapped up in this. So sit back, take a breath. If you've got a question in your mind, ask it. If not, just hang in and you'll get some answers. And that's what this is all about. The I Ching, they say, is the book of change, and it is, but it's also the book of answers. All right. Tune in. Drop in. You're home. Yeah. crystal prisms honoring the creator feeling divine love yeah each little crystal of snow holds information when it touches us all we've got to do is listen listen in any way we can is to honor our teachers honor the creator and open to divine love because that's where it's at that's where healing is abundance love all of it all held there the crystal prism of snow yeah It's Happy New Year, big time. You know, you know, we do a lot of reflecting, and then I see that um, Reverend Bishop Tutu crossed over and left so many beautiful messages of compassion and light and love. And I, I'm reminded of uh, a time 25 years ago, 28 years ago. I was part of a group that was sponsoring young people from around the world uh, between. 14 and 19, who had seen war in their home country. Um, awful stuff. And the, But these young people came together to go and give witness, testimony to other young people so that they knew. Because then it was becoming very well. Uh, we were knowing that after the Vietnam War, was televised that they started cutting off any kind of real information. So these young people went around uh, the United States of America speaking to churches, youth groups, gangs, schools. And it was an amazing experience, the bonding of South Africa, Israel, Palestine. Thailand, Vietnam, Guatemala. And when it was all over, 
group met in Boston for a goodbye. And Bishop Tutu was there. And what Bishop Tutu said to these people, he said, you are going to go back now and you're different, you're changed. And people are going to ask, who are you? Who are you? Because they're not going to recognize you. And you tell them, I am a sign of hope. all of us doing the work, listening, talking, reading, painting, writing, loving, we're changing, and we are meant to be, in fact, it is a responsibility to be a sign of hope, hope with a smile, compassion, light, love, charity, service, all of it. And now we come into 2022, which is, I think, an amazing uh, joining of numbers that is looking at us to propel us into a new time. Because, you know, I've talked about the pandemic, glandemic, whatever we're going to call it. But we're talking about it and saying it's, it's changed the world. And you bet it has indeed changed the world in a major way. Well, we're realizing that we are not alone. So we are a sign of hope and we are not alone. We are all love and we remember that we are love. Say it to yourself. I am love. Yeah, you are love. You are love. Uh, it brings me to a friend of mine who's doing a retreat down here. And he picked up that line from my writings, which is I am love. And now he's doing a retreat around Valentine's Day. You'll see it around. It's, it's cool. I'm going to... I'm going to do my best to be part of it, do some talking. As you all know, I love to talk and take a look at it. It's up on the website. Um, I am love, Ellie Shire. Cool dude. We call him the rabbi. <laughs> he's got it. You know, he's got his history. He's got his ancestors walking with him, bending him over a little bit, but he's walking with it. So I want you to know that. I want you to be reminded of light and love in your life and to be a sign of hope, a real sign of hope. As I do every week, we toss the coins or we use the yarrow sticks to get ourselves to the place of what we're going to Read. What is the reading for this period of time? And so let me just tell you how it works, just so you know. Is I sit, I meditate, sometimes a candle, incense, just to give myself airspace. Hmm, it reminds me. I'm going to read you a poem at the end of the session today. That you leave, leave me some space, and then I, I toss the sticks and I get a number, and it's one of 64 hexagrams. And this week, the advice for this week is coming through the teaching of Ding, the sacred vessel. The first sacred vessel to think about is you. You are sacred and you are a vessel. You're a vessel of light and love and peace. You're all of it. We've got to take care of that vessel. 
We've got to honor the sacred vessel in all ways, understanding that our actions must never leave the sacred. Our thinking, our talking, our lovemaking, our eating, our cooking, our walking, our hiking, our being in the blues, our being in joy. It's all sacred and we embrace it as sacred. Ding, the sacred vessel. Each um, hexagram, it's six lines. The lines above say Li, which is radiance, and the ones below say Sun, which is the root. It's the base where all things rest. So here we look at the cauldron, the sacred vessel. The cauldron is on the fire, and the cauldron are all your ways and means. Tend this fire carefully, lest you overcook the brew of transformation. Okay, let's talk about that. We are in transformation, no doubt about it. You know, when are we not? I don't know. But man, now it's, it's like they say, man, it's in your grill right now. It's that time when we are transforming at a rapid rate. And we're heating up. And as we heat up, we also have to use some governors on this, right? We don't want to go too far because you don't want to overcook the brew, which you can do. And it's not going to kill you, but it's going to make you go back to the beginning. And not this year. Not this year. We've done that. We've done that. Yeah. The heat... The heat that you're feeling. Have you felt that even in cold weather? You feel, or nighttime or morning, it feels like deep heat in your body, part of your consciousness. And this heat is generated when initiation is coming, or you're in the midst of it. And as ding is called, ding, as ding is called, you're told in no uncertain terms that you've done well. And you have a grand opportunity before you. Okay. I, I, it seems every week there's something that talks about that. Not always. It talks about that we really are on the precipice of great opportunity because we always are. But when it comes up in a reading, it tells us to really take stock, right? It's the opportunity to do this mix, this alchemical mix of love, spirit, fate, all of it, put it together into an elixir. That when we use it right, it's going to guide you to the gates of your solitude. At so, in solitude is where, behind those gates, is peace of mind, success, and abundance in all things. You know, we talk about solitude, and that's when asks me, well, what is solitude, you know? I was talking about relationship. What is solitude? Well, it's a number of things, but if you want to be alone, that it's okay with your partner that you're alone or okay with yourself, that you're in solitude, and the real question is, in that relationship, the question comes and says, okay, will my mate protect my solitude, and will they put me at the gate of theirs? And that's a part of a really good relationship. Because these gates are guarded, and they're only opened by pure and good intent. You know, when different hexagrams come up, I know that it's the world calling. Now, I don't mean to say that, you know, I'm channeling the world, which I ain't, but, but the, this calling, this coming towards us. We talk about the cauldron, and so let's think about that cauldron and visualize the cauldron. It's here for you to deposit your doubts 
What are your doubts? What do you doubt? Put it in the cauldron. What are your fears, right? What are you unsure of? What do you want to be transformed? What do you want to cook it, right? And you want to be seen, these things seen for what they really are and what they mean in your life. And also how how their energy can be transformed and made useful. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a lot to wrap your head around. But, you know, in your private time, make some notes about what you're putting in the vessel and maybe do it, you know, make it, build a vessel and put your what you want to transform, cook it, burn it, right? And so you're going to see things truly what you need to let go and what you need to embrace and how you can move forward because this boiling brew of transformation is meant to purify, to purify your heart from this place. And all is possible. All is possible. You need only to take the risk. Look, you have chosen to be here. You know, it's not... You know, you've chosen to listen. You've chosen to do the work, capital W. You've chosen it. And you have the understanding that no matter what happens, embrace that it is right action, right? No matter what happens, right action is being delivered to you at the right time. You have chosen the initiatory path. Even if you hadn't, you know, stated, I am on the initiatory path, it doesn't matter. But something in your consciousness is saying that. So this is all coming to you. This is going to open your own vessel, your private vessel, to receiving guidance from spirit. Because spirit is always there and always there to talk to us, to talk with us, and to be part of the joyous dancing spirit that walks with us, dances with us, and helps lead us into the place of purification. The spirit, that which you wish to please, right? it's not about pleasing mom, dad, your lover, it's not about that, it's about pleasing spirit, and yeah, you gotta. <laughs> and when you do, it's gonna open the crystal prism of your inner wisdom, see? So there you can match the frequencies of this knowledge and bring all into harmonious alignment with your authentic self. Well, you know what that means? Are you getting ready? All right, brace yourself. To be in alignment, right? Into harmonious alignment with your authentic self. You gotta quit lying. You gotta quit lying. You gotta quit lying to yourself. Well, look, lying to others, you know, they say so many times a day we lie. I don't buy that. But, you know, but the big thing is not telling yourself the truth about who you really are. If you if you get something, a voice that's telling you you're not this, you're not that, you're not good enough, that's not true. You are, and understand that. It, look, if things have gone really well that you've worked for, if things have kind of gone into chaos, you've called for it, because out of chaos comes creation. All the finite aspects of you, your being, they've been maturing. Right? It's like a great wine, right? Been maturing, and this maturation is fuel, feeding the fire that heats the sacred vessel. 
the sacred vessel that magically begets your transformation through initiation. And like I say, you know, sometimes we're really fortunate that we get to be in the place of initiation. The elders are there to walk us through it, but it doesn't happen outside the tribe usually. And, you know, but when we do get it, what a blessing it is. So we got to go there ourselves or with a sainted, loving teacher. This cycle is bringing an inner knowing, right? This is a cycle. And remember, cycles come, cycles go. In this cycle, there's an understanding of what is this place, this vital place. What is being held for us? What is being held for our community? What's being held for us? You know, we get a lot, so much input, so much information from so many sources that lie, you know, but what are we, what's real, what's true, and we get brainwashed. God, we see the religions out there who brainwash the people. Uh, you know, I, I remember my, my great friend who uh, I saw, and when she came, she had just been through one of these organizations, and they were brainwashing her with... You know, information, uh, chemicals. It was just awful. Because the brainwashed Western mind, it doesn't give credence to the idea that being in harmony with the root and flow of cosmic energies and powers is necessary if you want to advance spiritually, if you want to advance emotionally. The concept of sacrifice. Okay, what do we sacrifice to the sacred, the sacred vessel? What's done with the acceptance of what is fated, and it's difficult for the Western mind to wrap its head around it, but we must. You see, nothing less than sacrifice is what is called for at this time, right? Giving up old patterns, old ways, people that don't serve you anymore, jobs that are no longer yours, right? Grieve for our losses. You've called this time. You've called it <clears throat> from your very essence, from your source. Now it's up in front of you. You're at the front lines. Your true warrior spirit is there, you know, kind of covering your butt. And a peaceful mind is what you're looking for in a pure heart. This is going to be transformed to the purity of a pure heart and pure intention. And there will be the understanding of being human in advancement. And this will, through your own personal transformation, open the doorway, this big cosmic doorway. All right, this is words again, cosmic galactic. You know, it, it's about, you know, it's, um, you know, the doors of perception, right? That's, you know, that's what, you know, named the doors after. It was this place where the perception, opening up your doors of perception, right? And in that place, all sentient beings can be transformed into cosmic warriors, right? That will open the doorway to the new golden age. And hey, keep it a secret. <laughs> if you're going out there, just, you know, put on your cosmic suit of war, oh, armor and go out and be part of this new golden age, this new earth. And by armor, I don't mean build up anything other than a really beautiful protection for what is not stood, does not serve you. And now you walk out and you find your fellow pilgrims who are entering into this game of cosmic tag, right? You're it. You're it. 
and in truth, you always were it. But because of the mask that you were cajoled by society into wearing, you didn't know it. And now you do, right? That's where we go is understanding where we're at. You know, all this stuff that's brewing, understand that what's brewing is a new perception, a new way of light, a new way of love. And you can make that work. You know, this this hexagram ding, it's, uh, it's bringing fate to the forefront. Okay. You know, my grandmother used to say things are bashert. Bashert means that um, it's fate. You know, it's, it's written in the big book. Well, is it? I don't know. I don't know. But I certainly think that, you know, we're looking at our consciousness. We open up those doorways. We're programming can cause its members to look at fate as negative, as a limitation, at less than. And nothing could be further from the truth. You see, your fate, your path, and your purpose is what is going to be re- resolved. It's going to open up through you and through this ritual sacrifice. And think about the rituals in your life where you've got to give things up. You know, I talked about it the earlier part of this reading. I talked about writing down what you want to give up and burn it in the sacred vessel and take and spread those ashes to the wind. You know, take a little bit of those ashes, put it on your third eye, keep it on all day, right? And if people look at you funny and wonder what that is, so what? <laughs> people say, what's that? And you say, hmm, I'm a sign of hope. <laughs> this initiation will lead you to renewal because that's what we're talking about. It's about a new way of being, a new way of being seen, a new way of listening, a new way of hearing, a new way of talking. And look, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're talking, uh, you know, from you know, Spanish to French. It's not about that. We're not changing language, but we're changing what we mean by our language when we stop lying, stop lying. Stop lying, stop lying, stop lying, stop lying to ourselves, right? Life is your art. When you say that, my life is my art. I am the vehicle of my art. And you are now appreciated in a new way, in a very real way as you're doing the work. Not doing the work, it doesn't happen, but doing the work, it happens. It may well be through your creative, artistic experience that you're seen, or as a leader in your family, or as a worker, or as a part of the community, the family, the tribe. It's time that you shine and be real. Harmony with the cosmos, that's a big and important concept. You know, I do Tai Chi, and Tai Chi saved me in so many ways, you know, physically. Um, and, and Tai Chi is moving in rhythm with the harmony of the earth. You know, that's, and you feel it when you're out there, you're doing it. You feel that essence of the earth and the shifting, the shifting energies. You know, this is simple, really, effortless. Because once you do it, we're kind of taken up into the flow of frequency. So begin by making a change in your concept of the way you live and conceive each day. Now you might say, hey, I live really well. I've got, you know, I've got everything I want, everything I've needed. It's all there. But change your concept. Not that you want to say you have less or too much. Just change the way you see it. Go joyfully into harmony with nature, with Gaia. And be a blessed part in fulfilling the needs of the planet, fulfilling the needs of society. That's when we talk about being of service and how important service is. Give back, give back, give back. And that's what's important right now. 
yeah, is that we come to a place where we give back, give back, give back, give back. And we open up to that place where we're giving, right, giving back to the universe, giving back to each other, giving back to our society. You need to see, you need to be seen, but in a different way to reflect and to be a mirror for yourself, you bet. Also for others to see, the ones in your milieu, your tribe, the ones who are walking with you. Because knowingly or not, in this great transformative process on earth, you are surely going to have to sacrifice things, old patterns, Patterns of limitation, patterns of control. You know, check out that, you know, if you believe that you're in control of something, get over it. We just aren't. I mean, we can have an idea about what it is that we want. We work for that. But old ways of, old patterns that are not working, you know, this pattern of insisting that you're right and others wrong, you know, that my way or the highway, that's a tough one, tough place to be because you're going to get run over by a big truck if you're doing that. You see, you've got to dissolve these ties to relationships that have become burdens. I'll talk about through it for a minute. You know, we do work. Relationship is work. There's no doubt about that, that we come together and we do the beautiful, beautiful work where we, you know, walk with each other and talk with each other and communicate. That's wonderful. you got to be aware, though, if your ties to a relationship that is negative is keeping you from your truth. Now, does it mean you dump the relationship? No, not at all. But what you do do is you begin for corrections, right? Your corrections. You can't change anybody else. Don't even try. Don't give advice, all right? I'll talk about that for a minute. I've talked about this before, but the idea is we do not give advice to anything, anybody, unless they ask for it. Now, you know, if you're in a work situation and... You know, people that work with you for you need advice and training. Our kids, they need advice on health and safety about other things. Keep it to yourself, right? And that's what it's about, right? That you come to these actions where you're going to become inspired. But hold back and let others find their way. Don't try to push them. Don't try to impel them towards what's not them. And do that for yourself inspiring others, and that's the light of hope. That's the light for others to see. That's the sign of hope, as Reverend Tutu said. This reading now is calling for you to examine your thoughts. The clever ways you unconsciously manipulate your own thinking process. Yep, I'm talking to you. And the thinking of those around you. Yeah, the manipulator. Hey, you know, that was... I didn't know what it meant, but I, I, I for me, I, my, I, I think it was survival. I definitely was a manipulator to kind of keep myself from getting hurt. Had to manipulate things. But as we go further, we don't want to manipulate others. If we got to do that, then we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Take a look and see if your ego's taken over, right? Is it your ego that's keeping you in a job, in a relationship, in a way of thinking? Do you want to look good to others? Investigate it. Investigate whether you've accepted these harsh, these dogmatic ways, you know, where you want benefits, where you want 
behavior to change the old norm, whether it is in business, whether it is in your craft in the world, your art, your work. Look carefully, or as a, certainly as a parent. You know, I love what Gibran says about being a parent. He says, you are the bow, they are the arrow. Close your eyes and let go. And you're going to hit, and that arrow is going to find its way to the right target at the right time. And look carefully to see if you're holding on to old, hidebound ideas that are stale and how those ideas in your friendships or relationship with you should behave, right? And, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I just saw a, um, a documentary on conversations with. Um, Truman Capote and uh, Tennessee Williams are great writers. And, um, you know, they, they ask Capote if friendship was love. And he said, yes, friendship is love. And we don't want to get confused. That doesn't mean it's a sexual love. It could be at some point. But you got to understand that we're in friendship. It's about love. It's about opening up those doorways. And then you got to sacrifice things. You, if you've got to give up things, you know, you're never going to be left alone. You're never going to end up, you know, living out of the car, if that's your fear. But this initiation, this entering into the sacred vessel, your critical judgment... Yeah, these views which you defend in order to maintain the illusion of your superiority and control. That's what I mean when I'm saying stop lying. Just stop, stop lying. lying. Okay, I'll get over that. Thoughts are much more powerful than spoken words. And it is about changing our thoughts. It just makes you feel better. If you have a really fucked up thought, you know, just say, oh, wait a minute, that really is not me, where did that come from, or maybe it is a part of you, but just change the words, take a breath, and you feel better, you know, spoken words are real, but the ones you think are bigger, diligently correct these thoughts, the result is success, it's harmony, as you come together in the cosmic order of things, and now is the time for you to prepare Right? That's what this whole reading has been about, to prepare for personal transformation while the earth and our society is in a, its own evolution into a new golden age, a new earth. And it's happening right? in so many ways. And I've, you know, I've done some talks about that. And there are going to be ways to that pretty soon. Hey, listen, I've got some uh, courses coming out, which are a lot of my lectures. And I go deeper into the things that I talk about. So I'll keep you advised about that. You got to be in harmony with your transformation at this point, in harmony with the changes, see? Because we're talking about survival, survival in times like these. And we're talking about the possibilities that there's a new cycle of growth and there's a change that we are presenting to ourselves. And you've invited this change. We, capital W, capital E, have invited this change collectively, right? You know, as as Jung pointed out about the collective, that we're all part of that, right? And in that collective is the call, and this hexagram this week is the answer to your call. Your beautifully faded future and the joyous of now 
is in your hands. It's not in the voice of the critical ego that would love to feed off the status quo and keep you in a narrow hallway, squeezing you with old feelings, ideas that don't work, trying to keep you from really hearing it. If you're in a situation where you're being kept, you can't hear what's going on, then you got to change so you can listen and listen with your body. As you travel your path, this life path, you're going to encounter real-life gatekeepers, ones who want to keep you from your solace and your inner truth. And these are tests, uh, no doubt about that. And, you know, is that what we need? I don't know, but I know that they're there. You know, you're going to be met by a mythological creature like Cerebus, the three-headed hound of the underworld. Or maybe you're going to meet the rascal Pan, you know, or the call of uh, the siren of the sea, siren of beauty, telling you, be beautiful, that'll do it. Or various and sundry ogres that can shapeshift in an instant to frighten you and to stop you in your tracks. Be prepared, because when you make the commitment to clear the path to health and love and abundance and a deepening of spirit, have no doubt these gatekeepers will show up and try every trick they know to scare you into submission. Don't be fooled. Know that in your fate lie bravery in the heart of the heroine, the heart of the hero, the heart of the lover, the heart of the dancer. That's you, okay? I want you to say that. That's me. I am the dancer. I am the lover. <laughs> I am. I am the answer. Yeah, it's true. That's all part and parcel of the alchemy brewing in the cauldron where you and spirit are in concert, cooking up the brew that will take you to the doorstep of your dreams and desires. You know, we talk about ogres that are standing, being obstacles. You know, they can be in the form of very real people, right? People who have gained power over you and don't, for their own survival or their own ego trip, want to let you go. They want to keep you in, in their control. Or they may come in the form of old depressions or free-floating anxiety laced with doubt and fear. Because remember, we're writing down our doubts and our fears and burning it, and it works because rituals like that do work. And this ding, this reading is telling you it's your job now to recognize these things as gatekeepers, that those things that are blocking you, they're gatekeepers. And you got to face them. Don't run because you can't really run away from them. Use the tools of your inner truth. That truth where you stop lying, like, <laughs> no, they won't do that, where you stop lying to yourself that have been presented to you as you have walked your walk to confront these obstacles to your serenity and your inner truth. Look at your fears. You know, when you write them down and see them out there and hear your ego's voice trying to fill you with doubt, and then you know that your goal of peace, you are not going to be blocked. You're just not going to be blocked. And that's what it's about now, to get rid of the blocks and to come to a place of opening. <sighs> you know, you can't change the flow of the river. So you got to go with that. And as you move, you're going to leave old things in the past, and that's a good thing. To move past these gatekeepers... You got to find a, a balance in your body, mind, and spirit. Okay, what does that mean? Does it mean that you're supposed to eat right, pray right, think right? Yep. 
you know, it's and, and as right as you can for you because your thoughts and your diet and your being in the world and whatever you do as your pathway, your yogic pathway, not yoga, but the pathway of yoga, that your power will come from moving with grace and integrity, with compassion and kindness. Walk in nature. Plant a garden. Learn something new. When we learn something new, we are creating new neural pathways, and that's HGH, which well, it's not so much about youthening us, which it does, but HGH is like fuel. It allows us to go deeper into our spiritual practice, into our meditation, where we can be and laugh and play with the rainbow children. They're all around you. Just go and hang out and, you know, get, get your relatives or your cousins or your nieces, your nephews, your children, neighborhood kids, and, you know, just laugh and Open those doorways up. Volunteer yourself to help humans laugh. Think about fun. When's the last time you had fun? Create fun. These are loving ceremonies. And fun and creation honors the spirit and comes together with friends. That brings them together as you come together in celebration. And these are the gifts that pave the way for initiation. You can, with courage and through your own personal process, move into new realms where you release old personal limitations and the unlimited, the vast oneness, is where you enter and taking this journey with all the bravery you can muster because you've got to be brave, man. You're facing some monsters that'll lead to true love. It'll lead to enhanced knowledge, abundance, and the sense that you can once again fall in love with yourself, with your true, authentic self. That's what it's about, right? Because you gotta stop <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Gotta stop lying to yourself and lying to others. When you catch yourself, apologize. If you just told a lie, say, oops. I know it's hard. Ego doesn't want you to do it, but man, it just leaves you free. We all have a cosmic connection that really takes us into initiation, leads us to a happier, to a more confident way of being. That's what's here for us, correcting thought patterns that are important now in this time of transformation and holding on to, and if you're holding on to judgments or grudges or anger, look at them and let them go because that's only going to give uh, strength to this critical voice, the ego that says you ain't good enough. The aspect of the ego that wants you to take control and keep you on the stale, unsatisfying path of the past. By making your offerings, making your sacrifices to ding to this cauldron, you will be directed easily to the road less traveled where all is fresh and all is new. You're going to be lighter. You're going to stand taller. You're going to feel the breath of life's fresh air. Man, I was just up in the mountains in um, Berkshires and feeling that real fresh air. What a blessing. And that's what we get when we get into our initiation. So I tell you, be love. Be love. Hold the light in your heart as you give and most importantly, learn to receive the gifts that are around you every moment and every day. And man, be love. Be the love that you want. And that's how it works.
meeting. I told you, <clears throat> I think this all moved towards, I want to read a poem. Poem I wrote. The space between, as the calendar shifts, great opportunity resides in a brief moment of cyclic change, a moment of emptiness, an emptiness that all share. It is the space between breaths, between years, the space between inhale and exhale, the space between birth and death. Our inner knowing tells us we can bring change, that we need no skills to ride this wave of change. Our companion strength is intention, intention for resolution, i.e. revolution. To resolve what has been spoiled, to be made new and fresh, it is in these movements to be in the mind of mindful of love, to be in the mind of gratitude, grateful we have love, grateful we have been loved, grateful for the hurts that came from risk in this space between years. All sentient beings are in this moment free. The symbolic countdown is of the ancients, of the ancestors, of the seers, and of the lovers who have gone before us. We benefit now to embrace roads of peace and honoring suffering. It was a choice to be born into these times. We need not focus only on changing the world, but to choose to be in the space of corrections. The shift of light and darkness holds our dreams and wishes. The benefit now is to listen, not prediction. Right? You got that? <clears throat> the benefit now is to listen, not prediction. It's the vision that we have now. Take the space between breaths to embody the hero, the goddess, the heroine of self-creation, to see the face of God, the face of the divine, the face of the creator. And in this, see in that face all earth's peoples as one, all sentient beings in health and happiness, and to have vision. Being aware of the greatness outside of ourselves, to trust that we are in the right place, in the right body, that's going to benefit all tribes. We're here on our Mother Earth for just the blink of an eye, playing chicken with the future, and without fear turning our back on the past. As the clock ticks, we're united as one great whole. Let our souls be free as we touch heart to skin, skin to heart. Standing as one, around the bonfire of change in our consciousness, in our intent for peace and to be loved. We've waited for a sign, and now it's here. And now it's very real. In calendric moments such as these, ask and pray. There is no doubt. Dreams and wishes will become true. Seemed fitting. Beginning of the year. It was a long one. And like I said, y'all know I love to talk. <laughs> so I want you to know that you're loved. You're loved by spirit. And, you know, I don't see your face, but I feel you. And I really do. You know, I, part of what keeps this, this elder going, 
is, part, is doing this, right? This is part of my yoga. This is part of my medicine that I do. And I give that to you for your medicine, for your opening to come into that. You know, a quote from Ram Dass that I loved. He says, the greatest gift that you can give me is working on yourself. And the greatest gift I can give you is working on myself. And that's how I look at it. We're all working on ourselves and coming to a higher place and a higher vision. The higher we get, the higher we are. Namaste, my brothers and sisters. Be kind to each other. Dance, sing. Be grateful for your legs that work so you can dance. Be grateful for your mind that is thinking, your ears that can hear. Yeah, these are times of gratitude and mindfulness. There's no doubt about it. So I say to you all, namaste. And that mind expression in Lakesha Lakin I am the other you it's true in Lakesha Lakin I am the other you Ciao, ciao.